Hello to Uncorked with Friends. I'm Holly. And I'm Joe. You always say, hello, I am Holly. I'm so formal. You're so formal. Just kidding. Like, I'm Joe. <laughs> have a little fun with it. I know, I know. Don't be so stiff I don't want to like proper. ruin my part and then have to like do it all <clears throat> over again. I guess nobody would know. If, if you I messed did. it up, who cares? <laughs> so it's been two weeks. Again. I know. Sorry. We're slackers. We what can we say? Trying to remember here. Let's see. So everybody will be listening to this podcast. It'll be on the 14th. So it's been since September 31st, August 31st, since they've heard a podcast. Yeah. Okay. I went back to work, all my teacher meetings, and yeah, it's try to get kind of yeah, for you. the so house back in order and get the kids back on a schedule now that they have to do mow the lawns. They mow three lawns. And so we had to get that back onto the weekend instead of spreading it out through the week. You know, it's French for gardener, right? Modelon. <laughs> Modelon. <laughs> Sorry. No, you said mowing the lawns and stuff. And yeah. Our daughter takes French, so I was thinking about that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, we tease her if she ever acts up. We'll tell our teacher that we know French, too. I know German, too. Uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to go there. No, we're not going there. <laughs> but yeah, and then I don't know what happened Monday night. I think we were just, we took the boat out. I was tired. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it was. We it was ate and drank. And, it was the sixth, so we were just tired yeah. and called in a day. And you're like, are you gonna do the podcast? I'm like, no. Um, yeah, I'm tired. Monday nights are recording night. Tuesdays when we release yeah. it. So, and then we all had to get up early, go to school and work. You know, back to reality for three of us in the house. Yeah, I just I wasn't up for it. I was I was done. So, <clears throat> but it was good. We uh. We had fun on the boat. We caught lots of fish with the kiddos. We did. We got five fish. Yeah, I caught a bunch of fish, so it was good. You caught three. Kids caught one each, and yeah, Mama didn't you have got, any luck. You got goose-egged. That's right. I had fun cooking. We made chicken tacos on the boat. That, that was, was good. That was fun. Something different. Yeah, if you guys have some ideas what we can cook out on the boat, we want to change it up. Don't always want to barbecue pretty good. hot dogs. We're hot yeah. dogs. We had Frito, Frito boats. boats. Never did chicken tacos. We sandwiches. Been sam- yeah, so we're doing and we did wine, bit. cheese, and crackers. We're doing stuff. We are. We're not that bad. It's still good to have new ideas. Um, we did a paddle run event with our friends at uh, this past Saturday. It was really fun. And mm-hmm. the inaugural event, not the first annual. No, Every time I hear say somebody that. say first annual, I want to just like slap them upside it's the head. It's not annual because you haven't done it it's continuously. The inaugural. And if yep. Megan listens to this, she'll be very proud <laughs> that we said that because that, right. we're my old job of engraving, working the, engraving yeah. stuff and work and people are, oh, it's the first annual. I'm like, you can't have an annual. It hasn't happened yet. So that was our little thing we always fought against. Um, all right. So last night or tonight, gosh, not last night, but tonight we went to dinner at Terraza, mm. which is like a Latin inspired restaurant yeah, super cool waterfront cafe they're out on the spokane river which is almost borderline like the lake i mean it's like yeah. the lake's like not even probably half a mile away from it's them. in Coeur d'Alene. <clears throat> yeah but um on the river and beautiful setting out there in fact maybe all the pictures we took tonight we'll just post on our as our I think we picture should. for the podcast you had to go there for work tonight well we didn't have to go for no. work it was go to take pictures of a product that I have there. So Latin inspired. So every month they have a different country that they're used from Latin America. And this month happens to be Guatemala. And we have a, uh, 
one of the products I rep is called Coconut Cartel, and they have uh, it's a Guatemalan rum that's cut with coconut water. A dark rum. So, uh, yeah, it's an aged rum. It's not a dark rum. It's an aged rum. Uh, well, I mean, it's dark rum, but people don't think of it like Kraken dark rum. Right, not that. It's yeah. an aged rum, so it comes off dark. But it looks like basically like a light whiskey, in, mm-hmm. in essence. Yeah. Um, it's so it's aged with in Guatemalan rum for a blend of I believe it's eight years to twelve years of different barrels, and then they cut it down. When when they say cut it down, they add water to it, but they add coconut, coconut water. water. So. The backstory to this company is it's a brother and sister. They are from Guatemala and they used to go to Guatemala and visit family and friends every summer or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And they would basically smuggle back in coconuts Coconuts. back to Miami. They would leave Miami, go over there, come back and they'd have coconuts and they would sell them on the beaches in Miami with all the tourists. The tourists, of course, being tourists, are like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. There's coconuts. Well, there's not really coconuts in Miami, but it sold really well, right? So they would sell them for whatever dollar amount. And then the local bars and stuff started recognizing what they were doing, and people are paying you know, $10 or $15 for these fresh for coconut, coconut for coconut water that they just put a hole in, drilled a hole, and put a mm-hmm. straw in. It's like, hey, we'll put rum in there, and then we can have – rum drinks with the coconut water and we'll charge 25. You guys bring back the coconuts, bring back more. We'll add the booze. We'll sell them. Everybody's happy. Like, that's pretty cool. Then pretty soon they started to realize, why don't we just get our own rum and do it ourselves and cut it with our own coconuts and boom. So that's where it was born. So coconut cartel is kind of like the little spinoff on (laughs) Miami Miami Vice smuggling stuff in the criminals, you know, they weren't doing, you know, millions of dollars of stuff they were just you know making a few bucks in the summertime and you know having some fun with it yeah so that's kind of where the name was inspired and they have the colors on the logo are miami vice style and all their advertising is like miami vice so it's kind of a throwback to the 80s and stuff so it's really (laughs) cool um but yeah we had it in a cocktail tonight called the central side central side i think that's what it was called i think so don't know why it was called central side but it was had guava cardamom um, Orjot. Orjot and then the coconut cartel. So, to go back to a couple of those, uh, cardamom obviously is kind of self explanatory. Orjot, a lot of people don't know what that is. It's basically a simple syrup. Well, it's a syrup for cocktails that has uh, blanched almonds in it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and orange, uh, or uh, orange flower water, orange flower water, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep, and you basically reduce it down and let it sit for three to five, six hours. And then you, it turns into a syrup. It's kind of like creamy, like milky. Almost yeah. has that look to it. Um, so it's a little bit different than a simple syrup, but same concept as far as being sweet and everything. And uh, that's what they added to. So it's guava, the orjot, the cardamom. Well, they added the cardamom, the cardamom and orjot into the, the orjot into the guava. guava. And then with the coconut cartel. So it's a, Aged rum, so it's actually like a sipping rum, but you get the profile of coconut in it, That, but it's not like sweet. Some people would say it, you know, when they hear coconut, they think of Malibu rum. It's yeah, nothing no. like that. Um, very, very uh, sophisticated, I guess. And in Idaho, it's like thirty six ninety five, so it's it's a higher end rum, um, but it's definitely a sippable rum that you can do. Oh, but yeah. uh, Terraza for the summer cocktails or even just sipping. Yeah, and Terraza, they do a high-end 
style restaurant. So you get really good quality uh, liquors that are in their their cocktails. cocktails yeah. You're not going to get a ten dollar rum that they're going to throw in there. You're going to get a thirty forty dollar special rum yeah. for that product or for that are cocktail. More expensive as they should be because they're made. Yeah, and they're they're well drinks are that are well liquors are solid liquors as well and they do a fantastic job their food's delicious i had duck tonight that was mexican or latin inspired food and or seasonings on it and uh what was the squash oh patty pan i believe patty pan squash i mean it, it was all very good yeah so and then do you have rice on yours i had white rice and a tortilla that I didn't. I just kind of ate the tortilla and soaked up the oh, yeah, juice the from the duck. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what mine was. I had the pork shank with um, a cheesy goodness. It almost was like a what? What am I thinking of? Uh, like grits, like a cheesy grits. Oh, yeah. It was not grits by any means. Oh, uh, what's the other? But the poor person food. The gosh. Polenta. Polenta. Remind yeah, me of polenta. probably more like a polenta. I Remind me like that. a cheesy polenta or something. Yeah. So I don't know what it was, but it was so good and th- rich. And then there was like pineapple, a little hint of the sweetness with some bell peppers. And- the irony of going from polenta, which is for people that just trying to make ends meet type thing, to now it's a sophisticated yeah. food in a high end Latin restaurant is funny. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's what it was, but well, I mean, just that you see that in restaurants oh, you all see the it time. All the time now, yeah. So this coconut so, cartel, we were, I saw you smell it. Have you drank any of it yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, so I, I already had this actually today. <laughs> I was drinking at one of our tastings with somebody that I was tasting it and I, it was a, a fresh bottle that I had opened. So I was tasting it to make sure it was good. There was nothing technically sure. wrong with it. Well, I have to do that every time <laughs> I do that. And then I actually open the cream ones and I open those, the cream liqueurs and I pour those to make sure that nothing yeah, happened to them not- because they are. Chunky, can, they can yeah. they become can issues if they get too hot or something. So I check them all, but I checked this one today. I, I tasted it. And I was like, God, it's been a while it's since I've while. had it by itself. And it's really good. I think we haven't had this since we were in Boise. Yeah. So the nose, Sweetness. the nose, you get a lot more like burnt sugar, like brown sugar, I think from the barrel, from the aging. And the coconut, obviously. caramel. I don't get a ton of coconut actually on the nose. So on the nose, I get just a lot of, the, I think the, the rum base and the barrel aging process of it. But on the palate, totally changes. It's a lot lighter than it smells. It smells like yeah, it's going to be really be very sugary, rich and sugary. Sweet. And it's not, it's lighter, lighter. I mean, I drink a lot of whiskeys and higher proof. So it's coming out of this, it only being 80 proof. It's kind of, Nice to drink because it's kind of mild. (laughs) Well, and when we had the cocktail tonight, it was very light and easy to drink. It literally was like drinking guava juice and then that you just added a little bit of a coconut water to it. That's it. Like Mm -hmm. we were joking into the cardamom, but we were joking. We drank a yeah healthy drink and no alcohol in it. If you wouldn't have known you were drinking alcohol in that. No. I would say on the palate you get uh, like vanilla custard too is kind of what I get mm. from the – that might actually be the get rum. Um, well, see, to uh, me on the smell, almost like a creme brulee. Mm-hmm. I could see that, that totally. burnt sugar like you said. Um, but they are very like aggressive in their marketing and their 
promotion of this product and they're put, putting a lot of money into it to Good. advertise and to try to make it bigger and more well-known. They're doing a great job. I think it's a really, in that price point, there's Diplomatico, there's, um, we've, I think we might've gone over Macombo. Yep. There's the Kappa, you know, but this is different. I mean, because it's cut with the coconut water. It's yes. A different profile. But I also say that they're in the same level of quality because it's an aged rum of eight to 12 years. Well, I didn't mean not the same quality, but just definitely yeah. different flavor. Yeah, it's not a dry, like like some of them can get kind of dry and raisiny almost. Sometimes this, there's none of that mm-hmm. in here. This is more on the lighter sweet side, but not sugary sweet. That coconut water does really well. And well, and as it would do good in Miami, it's definitely like beachy, put your toes in the sand and enjoy a cocktail, whether mm-hmm. you're on the lake or the beach or whatever. It's a, it would be a great summer cocktail. I'm get, interested to play with some more flavors for winter. I get some banana, almost mm-hmm. a banana's fosters, like with the smell and taste of the brown sugar and all that. Like, but, you know, it's the subtle smells and taste that we get of that, that I don't yeah. want people to think, you know, it's. Oh, really it's, when I'm saying bananas foster, like, oh, it tastes like that. No, it's like saying whiskey no. tastes like, you know, maple and everybody's like, oh, it tastes like maple. It must be really sweet. No, it's just there. I mean, it's still there. Well, and your flavor profile is going to be different than someone else because it's all about what you like and what you've experienced. Right. Yeah. We, uh, let's see, we did, we went, did we go over the, we went over the paddle run. Mm-hmm. That was fun with the kiddos and. Experience in that event, it was raining like crazy, cats and dogs, when it started, <laughs> when we were there volunteering well, our time. It was the first race where they did um, paddle, run, swim, anything around Higgins Point. Yeah, and they don't, they didn't swim, they just well, paddled. Well, they just paddled So stand up paddle or kayak. kayaking, and it was a mile and a half, and then they had a four-mile run afterwards, and it was the first event, and it was for Jen McKenna, a friend of ours that passed away a couple of years ago. But the really neat part, I thought, was there was a 71% participation rate mm-hmm. of female. Yeah. So usually, like, athletic events like that, like, I always think of, like, triathlon because I've done mm-hmm. a lot of those. It's, like, predominantly, like, 70% male. Yeah. Generally. I mean, not always, but obviously that just seems like that's what it always seems like. There's so many more guys and girls. And this one, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. There was a ton ton of girls which is great to see it was cool in fact the first two finishers were girls yep and it was a relay and the woman's finisher yeah she she was a beast yeah and then a uh, third place was a guy and then i think fourth place was a girl i mean it was yeah. like a lot of girls at, at that so it was neat to see and that i i i've never actually i guess i have kayaked but i was a young kid like 12 so i can't say now i'd be good at it <laughs> But watching the, some of the girls were doing the stand-up paddle, mm-hmm. taddle, the stand-up paddling, and dude, they were fast. Like yeah. they were beast mode going. Because I thought kayaks, the girl, uh, anybody in the kayak is going to beat the paddleboarders. Like they're just going to be able to just go. And those stand-up girls were flu- oh, the first Mark. place one was a stand-up paddler, yep. and she just was smoking. Man, she was so fast. She hit the shore. So my job was to help bring in the boards yeah. like get them off of the water and stuff and she came in like slammed into the shore like <laughs> so fast like probably it felt like 20 but she was probably doing five you know five miles an hour whatever it was hit the shore 
essentially jumped off when she hit the shore, like her momentum, she let her momentum take her to catch the shore. And she had her like running shoes on already, basically. Mm. So she just hopped off, threw her vest off, and was gone in like five seconds. You're like, peace out, you're in charge of my board. So I was like, wow, that was fast. And other people started coming in, maybe not second, third, but like 10th or 12th place or so, which, you know, maybe that's where I'm at, right? If I was doing this race, like I'm not going to be first at all. Like I'm middle of the pack if I'm lucky. And they'd come in and that's was more as like what I was like. They they would get off and they were like, oh, oh gosh, I got to get my, my land legs. And we're struggling <laughs> to stand up and I had to hold the board for them and steady them and help them lift their, you know, hold their hand and help them out. And it was just cracked me up because that girl was like all business and everybody else is like, oh, I'm not. Well, and so I was at the finish line. So mm-hmm. I was um, helping with handing out finisher gear and then getting the food for them. And it was interesting to listen to them talk about who was training for it, who was like, oh, I was going to or I started and then I lost track of time or I got busy and didn't get to train as much as I wanted to. So I think you have that as yeah. if you do in any race. Right. The hardcore training it's what i do it's part of my daily routine no matter what yeah and then the ones that are like well i have kids and well you have those and then you have the people that show up five minutes before the start of the race and are like literally coming down to the start like throwing their kayak in they're like yeah we'll see what happens yeah yeah but you know what they were there for a good cause yeah so we were raising money for cystic fibrosis right that's what she passed away of so Corey was raising the money for that and I, I know he said he made made a few bucks, did all right, mm-hmm. or close to breaking even, or made some money. No, he so made money, he made yeah. money. And I'm like, dude, if you make money in your first event ever, that's good. Like, it's hard to make money in that first yeah. event, but you got great sponsors. And it was raining, so you're already thinking people aren't going to show up. Yeah, re- everybody was, showed up that picked up a packet yep. the day before. So it was just a few people that didn't. Which make usually, it. if you pick up the packet, you're committed. Yeah, you're coming. If you don't pick up your packet, then yeah, something happened. You're <laughs> out of shape or you got injured. I get that. But if you pick up your packet, you're doing the race type thing. Um, but yeah, it's great turnout. I was really happy for him. Um, Mm -hmm. what else do we have? Trying to think of some type of joke or anything that we've seen or anything funny on TV Mm -hmm. or been watching Ted Lasso. That's been our show. Yeah. And, and alone. Uh, well, we're catching up on it. We're still a couple seasons behind, but Ted Lasso, I think my mom recommended that Mm -hmm. one. And I saw it on Apple TV, TV, and I was like, oh, it looks all right. It might be a little bit like The Office or something, but it's not like that at all. Mm-mm. But um, it's and, they call it the feel-good comedy of the year or something yeah. like that. And it's really – it's comedy and drama all kind of mixed into one. Yeah. Short so, little episodes, which are great. Yeah, most of them are like 25, 30, minute, 30 minutes. But you have great comedy, and then you have like drama that – like is associated with it. Like real life instances or real life experience that other but people like can associate. Or drama. No, not like that where it's, you know, on the next one, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool. They, they have stuff that we can agree or not agree with, but like, you know, appeals relate to people. To, yeah. People yeah. can relate to it. And like, Oh, I, you know, I could, I have that issue. Or I know somebody that has that issue of maybe it'd be, you know, well, mental it's not just awareness. About soccer. Yeah. Right. But- exactly. It's also about like in this issue where a little girl was, <laughs> well, I don't really want to give it away. Yeah. So yeah. One of the, she was doing something naughty and then they realize why she was doing it. It's her it uncle and, that's yeah. 
and he's kind of he's the a character. He's on kind the of foul mouthed, and he's he's kind of the one of the better characters yeah. on the show, and he's pretty funny and just the way he acts and says stuff. And you're but like, that could happen in real life. But you so think you about it, like, it. all right, so you think about it with like Emma, our daughter, uh-huh. when when she was little, <sighs> one of her first words was a potty mouth word, and it, who did it sound like? Just like me. <laughs> exactly like you and she used it in context at she, least she dropped something <laughs> when she was walking and she dropped it and just went hmm, s and i just looked up and i was like that is you that is your mother uh-huh yep that was all me yeah so it's relatable right yeah like, exactly the little ones are always watching you, you try and your hardest you. <laughs> not to say anything or use language in front of them but it happens and then yeah They'll use it too. Oh, yeah. And they'll make sure everybody, when you oh, don't yeah. want them to hear it, hears it. <laughs> well, I think that's all for tonight. We have a busy week this week, and so we'll tell you all about it next week. Yeah, we have um. Not? What? <laughs> what? You're going to spill the beans already? Spill the beans? Oh, I thought you were going to tell them what's next week. Oh, what is next week? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Our daughter's busy all week. She's busy all week. With what? Homecoming. Oh. <laughs> My goodness. Dad, he's on That's the ball. That's not a guy thing, you know? Just it's football? Yeah. Oh, that is true. I get to go watch football while watching my daughter cheer. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have your eyes. Well, uh, yeah. As, as long as they cheer in between plays, then I'm good. Um, You know, if they're cheering when it's plays are going on right, and i right. sometimes can't like, pay no, attention no. but if those do it like when they're in between plays then i'm good but it'll be fun yeah we'll have a good time they do some kind of parade i don't know it's all new to us so we'll see how it goes this i know last year didn't happen we'll so. see what happens so all right we're well. gonna post a picture of our our drink and bottle out at the at terraza tonight and with coconut cartel you guys should check out that place if you're up here in north idaho ever and if you're looking for a good rum that's something to sip on by itself or mixing some great cocktails, definitely check out Coconut Cartel. Yeah. Have a good week. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.